Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the False Nine Podcast. As always, I'm here. I'm your host. My name is Lewis, and I'm joined just by Santiago today. Santi, how you doing? Todo bien, todo bien. Just got a haircut. Feeling cute, feeling nice, feeling fresh, ready for the weekend. How about you, bro? Doing all right. Chilling. Another week of work down the drain. Well, almost. It's Thursday. Almost Friday. Friday beers. You know how it goes. Uh... Edwin can't join us today, ladies and gentlemen, so it's just going to be being Sansi leading the UCL discussion, and I guess let's get right to it. Starting off, what we'll say probably the biggest game, Paris Saint-Germain hosting Real Madrid, Battle of the Superstars, will Mbappe go to, will Mbappe go to Madrid, no Sergio Ramos for PSG, is Messi going to score a goal, we had it all. Santi, what's your take on the game? I was extremely surprised how much PSG dominated. I did not expect uh, Real to just sit in the back and pretty much play counter the entire game. They really didn't have any clear chances. Uh, there might have been a header right at the end of the first half and maybe a long-distance shot, but Donnarumma, they didn't really have to do much. And then you could see how I was pointing, me and uh, Edwin were talking last, last, uh, last podcast, how PSG have such nice build-up play, but they still don't have the chemistry where uh, when they want to finish off these chances, it, it's like it, it gels. So you could tell like it's very, very individual, a lot of individualism. Like we've always talk, talked about that team. Um, but of course, man of, man, of the, man of the week, man of the day, man of the, the year, Kylian Mbappe. That's one of those magical moves at the end of the game. Scores. Um, reminds us Courtois still a slut because he can't keep his legs open. Um, so that was that was that was fun to see flashbacks of him in Chelsea would he would always get megged uh for goals. Uh, but yeah, no, I was actually worrying for both teams because if PSG plays like this, they won't go farther than maybe semifinals. Depends who they draw next game. And if Real plays like this, they're not even making it past PSG. And even then, like, is this what they expect to, like, say they do make it past PSG? So say they get City next. Is this how they're going to, like, line up tactically? That's bad. So really a bad game for both, honestly. That's my biggest takeaway. It's, it's scary. Mostly for PSG because of the star power. But it's a little worried about Real because we've seen glances. We've seen uh, the revival of the team with Benzema leading the charge. Vinicius, Marco Asensio is now getting uh, on the team. And they're really trusting the Militao and Alaba partnership. But you could tell that Militao this game struggled. Carvajal was getting danced around by Mbappe. Uh, it really was Casemiro really holding down that defense and making sure PSG struggled in the attack. But yeah, dude, it's just I thought it'd be better game. There was the, the intensity was there, but it, it lacked a lot, especially what, especially from what I expected. I think I think the one player that you know I mentioned on the last episode, and then the one that showed up was Marco Verratti. He was bossing that midfield. Like I tweeted out the other day, 
He's doing yeah, what yeah, they, yeah. they're trying to convince us Jorginho could do. That's really the man that does it. He he was making interceptions, getting tackles, spraying passes all over the place. The way he keeps the ball to his feet, you know, he has the ball on a on a on a on a rope. And he was just dancing around the whole midfield, getting into great areas, always recovering the ball. He was sensational. Real Madrid, three shots, none on target. You can't do that. Unless maybe you could say, okay, no more wiggle rule. We don't really have to go crazy over here. We'll just you know, win two nothing at home or whatever. I feel like, you know, you as a European team, as a European power, you got to really go and play the game out there. I mean, you know, they got outshot 21 to three. That's, that's horrible for a team like Real Madrid. Like you expect that like in a, in a game between city and Norwich. I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> definitely a bad performance. Vinicius quiet all game. Benzema, you know, maybe, you know, he had the injury problem. Who knows if he was really at 100% or what percentage he was really at. Uh, Messi missed that penalty. I know that ruined the parlay. Or oh, Lewandowski did. didn't score anyway, but we could talk uh, about that later. But. Yeah. Um, but no, Mbappe came in, saved the day, had, had a great assist from Neymar. Uh, I think that's the 18th time he's assisted uh, Mbappe or something like that. Uh, and he just made a wonderful run through both defenders and then got it right through to sneak that win really at the end of the game. Um, great result for PSG uh, to get that goal. Um, we'll see how they, they'll line up in, in Madrid in a couple of weeks. What do you expect from, what do you expect the two teams to do in that game going ahead? Well, yeah, before, just, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, I think it's kind of hard to judge the offensive players on the Madrid side this game because of especially how they lined up tactically and what the game plan really was. So, for me, at least, though, the chances that he get, Hakimi did actually did pretty well against Vinicius. And then, I know we mentioned it, uh, we mentioned him a little bit last time, but Nuno Mendes, Nuno Mendes, he looks promising, man. He, he's got the pace, he's got the offensive uh, ability to go up. Uh, I didn't see him struggle defensively. And then, I remember also, a key point of the game was going to be how much Hakimi plays farther up the pitch, especially because that's what he likes to do. And I'll give credit to Pochettino because he set this up perfectly where he would have Danilo as a center defensive mid, but when Hakimi would go up, he would actually bring uh, Danilo back and they would make a three center, uh, a three center backs at the back. And it was perfect because say if Hakimi did get caught out of position, Danilo was right there covering his spot. So got to give credit to Poch there. That was very tactically um, well um, drawn up. And to go to the second leg, I don't know. I mean, Neymar's back. Neymar looked look okay. He looked a little slow, rusty, but you could tell PSG definitely looked different when he came onto the pitch. I believe, honestly, if I'm PSG, i probably play a little defensive, maybe play the counter if you have – uh, Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. Uh, but I guess my other thing, to be real, we want to talk about the second leg. Yo, I, I, I watched the entire game to see, and because I don't want to be too harsh on him because he missed the pen. He, he ruined my head. But, like, in all honesty, Messi looked bad. He looked slow. He looked old. He looked very imprecise, very... 
Like he he didn't know a lot of the times what to do with the ball. And then and vice versa, sometimes when you know what to do, like maybe like a one-time pass or a through ball, the chemistry wasn't there with the players um, from his, his teammates, exactly. So I don't know if this has been the entire season. I know we meant, we briefly mentioned in a couple episodes ago of how Messi has been pretty bad this year to his standards, but I don't even think it was even to his standards bad this game. It was just horrible. I think, in my opinion, uh, Leia Keep actually gave him a came out with the ratings. They gave him a three out of ten for a big game against Madrid, where he played ninety minutes. It was bad, regardless of who you are. No, no, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. If you think it's just like a one-time thing, or it's just kind of, you should just expect a little less from him, which is okay. But like I said. Take out even his standards, just a standards for a normal player that plays in this type of game, very bad, very poor. No, I see what you mean. A lot of the French media, he, they, he, they've been uh, just grilling him. Um, Aguero on his Twitch stream went on like a big rant about it, uh, you know, just defending Messi. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, the way I see it is like maybe he just doesn't care. Like – there was actually a video. So it was funny. They they pointed out um, how Messi celebrated when Mbappe scored the goal. Like, eh, like he didn't care. And they, of course, they have a side by side of like a of just last year with Barcelona when they scored a, like a late winner, like late goal. And he was like completely different. So you you are right, but like it's kind of disheartening to see that, I guess. No, yeah, and, you know, maybe, like, the thing is, like, maybe his heart really just was all Barcelona, and that's what he really wanted all his life and to stay there forever and this, Or maybe he just thought, like, you know, I got Mbappe, I got Di Maria, I got Verratti, I got everybody else with me now. Like, I don't need to do as much as I had to do when I had to carry Barcelona last year and the year before. You know, that could always still be a thing. Uh, maybe he's hurt, tired out. He had to go from the league to Copa America, to all the emotional stuff for Barcelona, then to straight into PSG. Um, and then he had the COVID a couple of weeks ago. Maybe he's not fully recovered from that. It oh, could be a lot of things. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. That could be a possibility. Um, like, even Aguero was saying he, he tries to play soccer now. He, he runs out of breath. Like, you know, the COVID hit people differently. Um, so, you know, it could be a lot of things. I'm hoping to see the best from him. You know, you I can't hate on the man. He's done enough to... You know, him and Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo gets a lot of unnecessary hate. I think both of them have done enough where it's like, all right, can right. Really, these guys are 35 plus. Can I really criticize them anymore at this point? And um, disclaimer, I'm not trying to shit on Messi. No, no, gonna, no, yeah. No, no, I, just for people listening, like, I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to be unfair. I'm just saying he plays like shit. And, like, it's to me and and to Lewis and even everyone, if he was here, we don't watch League on. We watch Champions League. And I know the last game they've had for Champions League where he played, I think, was probably November, end of November. So it's been a couple yes. months. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of want – I just – this whole season, I really haven't seen it. Um, and, of course, due to the part because we don't watch. So I'm just concerned. Not even for PSG, dude. I'm concerned for Argentina, man. But I don't – because I haven't seen it with Argentina yet where he looks, like, all just tired, like, like this kind of performance. Now, you do have a point where maybe he just doesn't care. Um, that's totally fair, but I feel like then where's the professionalism, you know? 
No, yeah. And and that's just that's why I don't want to say he doesn't care. But like I'm saying maybe he doesn't, you know, but I don't think I don't think that's he's that kind of person. I think it's more right. I think there's a lot of things that's going on. Maybe he's tired out, you know, he just he's trying to do his best, but he's just not mentally there already yet. You know, it's been like, you know, half a season. He had to leave Barcelona so abruptly. But, you know, the next leg for these guys is definitely going to be very crazy. Um, and the next leg for your team is going to be very crazy in Inter Milan. Uh, lose 2 nothing to Liverpool. I'm going to have you take it away again. Go. <laughs> for, for 70, 75 minutes, apart from, of course, scoring, um, that was like the best game we've I've ever seen us play in since Mourinho. Me personally, because under Conte, I don't think we ever any time any side we played under Conte, um, you you were usually at our level or inferior. When we played teams that are uh, above our level, which was Juventus the first season, and then in the Champions League it was Real. Uh, the second season with Conte. Most of the time, more likely than not, we were outmanaged, uh, out, outplayed, excuse me, and outpowered. Like the star power, like the, the technical ability, the work rate was just so much different. You could tell the disparity between uh, either with Juventus that first year or the second year when we won Serie A, where we cruised at the end. Uh, it was mostly Real in the Champions League because I clearly remember those games. We didn't even we didn't deserve to be in the field, in the same field. Now this year we struggled in the in the group stages. Like we, it it wasn't easy either. Let, let me see. I believe we had Real again. Now the games against Real weren't the greatest either. We we didn't play that well against them. Uh, so for me to say this is because. Liverpool are way superior than us. Way, way more superior than us. Top to bottom, they're starting 11. I could argue Barella and Martinez are the only two people from our starting 11 that get into the Liverpool side. No questions asked. Everyone else is, is beaten out by someone on the Liverpool side. Now and also we were missing our best player, Barella, because he was he was suspended. So to so taking that into consideration, we pressed the shit out of them. We had so much intensity. We had good chances, even though the expected goals didn't really reflect it, because we were missing that efficiency at the end of at the end of the chance. So we, we had a, a lot of good build-up play. And it's unfair to point out fingers but if we didn't if there was someone else out there with martinez other than ed and jacko we could have had a better shot at scoring one or two goals lukaka honestly this was the first time i legitimately missed lukaka for Inter. the first time because i know that due to the pace of him like jacko had no chance Anytime he had, he, he had uh, open space. And it's not to his fault. He's a different type of striker. He's more of a build-up kind of play. He's like a Giroud type where he holds the ball. Like I told you, like he he want, he needed to do his best Giroud imper- impersonation if he had a chance. Yeah. The problem is, because we played so well, 
we we didn't need that. We needed someone like Lukaku that could space the like, play in space and play uh, the back line behind the back line. And we Lukaku's a we, runner too. He runs. We he couldn't do it. We couldn't freaking do it, and it's upsetting. And my only my only takeaways, which is weird because there's never moral victories, but I think this performance is something to build on, and I hope that Insagi. Uh, gets the backing this summer to get fresh uh, new newer faces, uh, but I know for me at least personally, this reassures me that Insagi is actually able uh, to do the job. Like I trust him in terms of Champions League. Like I always told you, Serie no problem. He's been there. He's had good seasons with Lazio. Every now and then he kind of slips off, but because of the quality of the team, especially because it's pretty much the exact same team except Lukaku from last year. And Hakimi, but clearly we haven't even missed a beat. I had no issue. Said yeah, and Champions League was always like the thing. Like all right, we need to like do something, do something. And even though it was two nothing, it was very competitive. The two goals were kind of lucky. I don't want to say they're kind of lucky because at the end of the day, Liverpool are the better team, and they just they just know how to finish their chances. But it was it was a little it was, it was a fake score. Like like my favorite uh, show in in. in in South America, always talks about these big teams. Sorry, sorry if you don't understand my Spanish. I hope Lewis understands. It. I don't even know if he's heard these words. La jerarquía y la eficacia of Liverpool, tremendous. Just shown in that ten-minute span of when they scored the two goals. Mm. So, I'm sad, pain, extremely painful because we played so well. But it's it is what it is. I understood, bro. Don't worry. All right, good. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I saw – I wasn't able to watch the match, but I, I caught people on Twitter talking about it, and they were really praising Inter Milan pretty much the whole game of just how they played, how they took it to Liverpool. You know, you expect a lot of these teams to, you know, bend over and just let them score. And, and even, even – we sorry to interrupt you, but, like, just like Real right here, they played defensively against PSG. The – Inter had a bit more of an argument of playing defensively against Liverpool than Real against uh, PSG. Oh, and Inter played 100% high press, recover the ball quickly, possess the ball, quick uh, quick outlets on, on the wings. Wow, man. That work that Insagi's had with this team, it really showed this game. Sorry, continue. No, yeah. And what I was going to say is, you know, we talked about that midfield battle for, for Liverpool. Who's gonna start? I think I think uh, Jurgen Klopp. I think he got it mostly right. Um, Thiago Fabinho and Harvey Elliott. It was good to see Harvey Elliott back. Um, I know you mentioned you wanted to see Goosens um, in the game. I don't think he even made the bench. Did he hurt or something? Who? Goosens. Yes, he's he's injured. He's actually supposed to come back in um, not this weekend, next weekend. All right, so hopefully he's there for the second leg and make a difference because you're gonna have to go all out for it. Yes, um, yes. No, but you know Liverpool, they came out with their with their strongest eleven, I think, in my opinion, and you know they got the job done. But you know the way the game went and the way my Twitter timeline was, is you know Inzaghi, 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 he knows what he's doing. Um, it's good. It's a good stepping stone for Inter Milan. Um, it sucks that you know they had to play Liverpool and they're down through nothing. Uh, I guess my only question, my last question to you is. What do you expect from next game? Well, are you done? Is it over? I, I still think we won't get through. 
Like, listen, uh, apart from Barella, we also need Correa to be healthy and fit. And I think we're supposed to get him back this weekend. The only chance we have is whoever starts with Lautaro is fast enough to actually not, I don't know the right term, but to cause Van Dyke trouble. Because once again, which is kind of ironic, when Edwin was talking about, I don't believe the hype. He's not that good anymore. And even me and you were like, yeah, he's not that good anymore ever since the injury and stuff like that. And maybe we are also overreacting because he had to go against Edin Dzeko, who is not the greatest striker at this point. He's pretty much just a target man in the box. He destroyed him. Dzeko had no chance every time he went up against Van Dyke. And also shout out Konate because a lot of praise has always been talked about Upamecano from Leipzig. And he's not having the greatest season. And Konate is quietly also because he plays next to Van Dyke and Matip. And they've had, and Matip has definitely had a better season than Konate. But Konate is still pretty darn good as a third option center back there. And may, maybe might beat out one of them to become this full time starter. They played amazing. They played incredible. So, does having Correa change the dynamic? Maybe. Like, best case scenario for me at Anfield is 1-1, 2-1 us. I don't even see us scoring two goals. but And I don't see us clean, keeping a clean sheet from them. So Especially at Anfield. I told you they were going to score. I just, yeah. That's all. The only yeah. question was how much. Like, Best case scenario is one one hard fall, maybe two, maybe get it to two one. Like my 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 best scenario is like it's one nothing until like seventieth minute, then they score the third one to kind of pretty much seal the, mm. the the tie. But it's no no way we're getting. Actually, we can't say no way because we've seen crazier things happen. But it's very difficult. It's going to be very difficult for us, uh, to win there, and on top of that, to just rep replicate this performance maybe we can i don't know but hope is the only thing i got to hold on to right hope for the best for inter milan at this point yeah uh let's go across to the germans real quick bayern munich one one draw against rb salzburg uh we were shocked because we completely glanced over this game and said Bayern were just going to win. No, we didn't uh, even talk about this game. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. I just said, yes, Bayern will win, and that's it. Um, but, no, RB Salzburg gave them gave them a fight, and they they drew. They were leading at first. They, they scored the opening goal. Chukawubiki uh, Adamu. And then they needed a 90th-minute equalizer to, to tie the game. So, I don't know. I didn't watch, but apparently Bayern were bad. And then I forgot that the last game Byron played, um, they lost four two. Yeah. yeah, and even against RB Leipzig, they only won three. They won three two, which is you know they scored goals, but they're still allowing two. Um, do you see them still as heavy favorites for this, or did that game tell you something? Because for me, it told me that Bayern's very beatable. And I know you have your hate against Lewandowski, and he was Lewandowski. I told score. you. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on. I, thank you for bringing that point. I don't want to bring it up, but you brought it up. This guy is <laughs> the most overrated striker. Like, if you want to compare him between Luis Suarez versus Sergio Aguero, I take Lewandowski last. Mm. He has he never has an impact in big games. 
And the craziest thing is, it's not even that big of a game because this is a game that should have won one by three. Now, before we shit on Bayern, credits to Salzburg. They have this ability of building the young talent, buying really cheap and selling them for a lot of money. Shout out to the American, Brendan Aronson, had an assist. So we'll talk about him more on Monday, but in the We the People segment, because we got to bring that back, especially with this guy and Champions League going on. Got to talk about the Americans. But shout out him. And listen, to go to Byron's point, is this so I'm gonna speak in Spanish again. Sobrados, mucha soberbia en ese equipo. Like they just think they won everything. Cause I mean they have at one point, but like here now here's where being in the Bundesliga hurts them sometimes. Because they might have the ability, they might have all the talent, all the the firepower in the world, but when you don't get when you don't this happens to PSG all the time. When you don't compete in your domestic league. When there's no real threat, it's like, how much could you really do? Yeah, they're in cruise control all season. And then when you face a hungry team that really wants to get at you, and Salzburg, they went and got at them. They, you know, opened the scoring up. They were leading for most of the game. You know, you're going to get hit and you're going to get beat one day. And that's what that this is what almost happened here. Um, albeit it is 1 1. And Salzburg still, nah, yeah, no, Bayern should, should easily at least win yeah. one thing. They still got to go to Munich. So, yeah, yeah. you get a result there. But hey, man, crazier things have happened. And if Bayern get knocked out, no, nah, that's huge, dude. <laughs> in my book, Liverpool or Bayern, and it's a good segue. Okay, they're the only two teams right now that could beat City. So I, I can't have Bayern lose, bro. <laughs> Need City to do it. And speaking of City, they were doing it to Sporting <laughs> I can't believe I said Sporting is going to score two goals. Now, I did tell you, it depends on the first 20 minutes. And Sporting tried to put possession in those first 20 minutes, and they got demolished. It was 3 nothing before you could blink. Bro, it was, what, 4 nothing at halftime, I think? Yeah. Disgusting. Dis- four and a half, five at the, at the goal. When fucking Pep had to see the ass, he was like, we're not through yet. Shut up, bro. <laughs> Just taking the piss, man. Riyad Mahrez, I told you, opened the scoring up. Uh, glad to see Foden nah, on the nah, Bernardo, show. bro. Bernardo was the oh, key. Yeah. Bernardo had the sick goals, man. Bernardo sick was goal. the key, bro. No, and Sterling. Thunder bastard of a goal. Outside the box, it was a rocket. It was unstoppable. I don't care if it was 4 nothing already. That was whew, insane. He's back. He moved in the top 10 city all-time goal scorers, by the way. Oh really? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there's only like what ten people on that list too. Uh well, yeah, it's the top ten, bro. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, idiot, really, was not. No one has played for City. That's what I mean. Colin Bell, come on, man, be serious. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, no, nah, great win for City. Uh, now I don't have to watch the second game. I guess. Nah, I'll try to do my best to do. Uh. But no, I'm just happy Sporting didn't, didn't. I'm happy you were wrong about Sporting, and we got this dub. I was upset. I was, to be honest, it, it's not the end of the world if that city destroyed them. But I, I had wished that Sporting were more competitive. That that was very disheartening and kind of scary because, like I said, the two like we talked about also last episode, the two favorites are Bayern and City. On one side, City did what they had to do even more, and Bayern just looked like Garbanzo beans.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, after a short break. We're going to do a quick rundown through the Europa League, and probably we'll just talk about the biggest match. We have Barcelona dropping down from the Champions League into the uh, knockout phase to get into the round of 16 of the Europa League. So they're in the Europa League, but they're not really in it still yet because they still have to beat Napoli, whatever. Uh, so two big clubs, we're going to talk about them. Barcelona Napoli played today, uh, Thursday, as a recording. 1-1 draw. As a city fan, I'm surprised you're not laughing more because oh, no, they could, they could city, it was it was the city culprits that killed uh, I'm saying us, but killed Barcelona today. Eric Garcia, I still don't understand why he's still starting for this team. <laughs> again, poor positioning in the goal for Napoli. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Again, not entirely his own fault, but like I just like I, I we, he sucks and it's fun to hate on him and blame him from everything. So. And then Ferran, man. Now this is a little with with with, with a little sour on my mouth because he scored the goal, but he had so many chances. He scored a penalty. One. He scored. He could easily miss, man. Messi missed the pen. All right, all right. So Bless you. you could tell after after the game that he was really he's very emotional because he he's, he felt that a part of it that the reason why they drew was a lot of because of his fault. Couldn't, uh, finished chances. Uh, but, I mean, Obama Young looked okay. He didn't look bad, but they look good. Great. Though, I'll give Spalletti some credit. He had, he, he had a game plan of how to stop Traore. And, man, what a defensive shift that Insigne had. Because every time Traore got the ball, the left back and then left winger in this moment, Insigne would double team him within three seconds of him touching the ball. So he is pretty much um, manned out of, of, of the, of the build-up play because he couldn't do anything. He would never be able to go one-on-one with the defender. The most dangerous guy little, on the field. Say it again? Sorry. That's the most dangerous guy on the field. Yeah. Fabian Ruiz, very underrated center mid. Uh, I understand why Luis Enrique calls him every now and then. He's pretty, he's pretty, he pretty, played pretty well. And then I guess a little upsetting that uh, I don't know if you saw then Belly came in 70th minute. Every time he 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 touched the ball, he got booed. Damn. Like bad booed. Like it wasn't like one person, or like a couple people. It was like almost the entire stadium. Damn. I mean, they wanted him to go. I don't know what to what to really say, but I'm glad he's he's trying to fight. He's trying to fight for a spot on the squad. You gotta give him props for that. It's just sad when the fans have to turn on a player. And well, I think, I think, I think it's because they just look at him as he's the only – he's the last one left of all those financial mistakes, if you really think about it. Coutinho's gone. Griezmann's gone. You could, you could argue this young, but I think I could still – you could still argue Barca fans still think that was the right move. Mm-hmm. So, other than, other than that, it's really Dembele is the only one that was a high – like a high price tag and it's still at the club. I think he still has stuff left to give, man. No, no. Maybe not at Barcelona. A hundred percent. Listen, at the end of the day, like I think I also mentioned this, like it's still the athlete's job to also stay healthy. Like part of it could be bad luck, but part of it is also him just like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> It's just, it's just sad to see that, man. Also, you know what I realized? 
And uh, Edwin, if you're if you're if you're listening to us, please. This is this is some uh, this is a hot take right now. Ter Sagan was never a Norris level. I don't and I remember, a, especially I don't when, think that's a hot take. <laughs> no, oh, it was my hot take because I had I I, yo, I have never been a big fan of Ter Stegen. For I'm years, sure. dude, I was like convinced and angry and mad. And I don't know, I don't know if this if Ter Stegen's threat of not going to the national team if he wasn't the starter ever came to fruition, or vice versa, if Noir was to be benched, he wasn't gonna be on the team. But I remember always thinking, like, yo, like Ter Stegen to just play over Norrie like what are they doing no 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 yeah. I never even thought I never even considered Ter Stegen as the best keeper in La Liga let alone enough to beat Neuer officially off the bandwagon <laughs> I never thought he was good man Damn, or at man. least not as good as people want me to yeah no me. I thought he was amazing and it just I'm just starting to now watching more Barca uh games not as emotionally invested because Messi's not there his positioning is not the greatest. And he actually reminds me a lot of like Aaron Ramsdale, where sometimes when he dies for the picture, sometimes not as Aaron Ramsdale was a fucking something else. Um, and then sometimes the rebounds that he gives up, it, it, it's just, it's weird. <laughs> like today, um, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't, I'm not a goalie. This is kind of, it's, I'm not trying to shit on him, but the way he positioned himself, uh, I don't know why he couldn't be more square to the ball and caught it instead of like just blocking it with part of his hand, his arm straight to the to the player. Listen, I'm not a goalie. I don't I don't exactly know. So I'm just it's just like little tick picks that like just been piling on. Uh, it just reminds you of uh, the hair kind of in 2020, 2020. And it's not it's not like he's making mistakes too. Also, it's just. He's not as good as at least I thought he was, but apparently Lowe's like, oh, he sucks. Uh, people thought he should start over now. I never thought that. I, I watched. But this was a thing, though, right? This was a thing for people. No, yeah, people did okay. believe that. People I'm not saying, crazy. Oh, he should start. Well, remember um the what's it called the the, the champions thing on BR football? They, they had the episode where he like wants to take over. Like no, right. it's not your show, bro. It's to know your show. Okay. And if you can't bench him now, you're not gonna bench him any, anywhere. Yeah, Neuer's like no, Neuer's older than Julian Nagelsmann. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. He's 35 years old. You still haven't been able to bench him? Come on, man. At this point, it's 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 a wrap for that. Unless Neuer retires within the next couple seasons, but I don't know. He still plays at, at a very, very, very elite level for over a decade now. Well over a decade now. He's he's like the German Buffon, bro. He's like yeah. uh, Oliver Kahn. Kahn's played it since forties. Literally. So, and there's no, and I see him not slowing down anytime soon. Uh, but no, Barcelona, uh, they need, well, they don't need this Europa League title. Yeah, they, they could use, do, the, they could they use need, the money. They, they, they need to go semis, dude. They need to go semis. Like, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm looking at the people, at the people, at the teams left. They, should easily go to the semis, dude. I don't know, man. I think if they get a tough enough draw, like, I think Leipzig could give them a problem. Sociedad could give them a problem. Atalanta could give them a problem. Lazio can give them problems. Dortmund can give them problems. No, but okay. But would they be favored? I don't even think so. See, I only see Sevilla superiorly better than them. I don't know. I think 
Holland didn't play for Dortmund and they lost today. I think if a healthy healthy Holland and the Dortmund team, I think I would pick Dortmund over them. If now if Dortmund advances. Um so see that in Leipzig, yeah, I'm taking I, I think all these teams would you know Mar- Marcel might be favored a little bit in some of them at home, but I don't know. Hold on, these hold teams... on. Give me one second before before we get before we uh, shift to a couple of the other games. Give me I want to see the odds. I know Sevilla's favorite. To win Europa League? Yes, I know that for a fact. We're going 538. Yeah, Sevilla, okay. Sevilla, Atalanta, West Ham, Barcelona. They're fourth. Tie, tie for third. They're the same same odds as West Ham. That's weird. How the so dumb of me for not betting on Sevilla to win today. That was easy money. But you did bet on them to win the whole thing. Yeah, I still believe it. Because hmm. I still think, especially how Lopetegui coaches, I think it's going to get to the point of the season where uh, they can't... Oh, I don't know. Actually, I feel like not, thinking about it now, how in Madrid's form, they could honestly catch them. So... Good. It's right there for the... That could be right there for the taking soon. And then anyway, we can talk about Sevilla a little bit. Martial scored. Another ex-United looking good in their whatever debut. Um, that was nice to see, but they, they 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 did what they had to do. Rakitic scored a penalty. Lucas Ocampo scored the second. And for me, there's there's I don't see anyone beating them. It's a shame that they had to get knocked out of the Champions League. But sometimes it's that team that kind of is like, were they going to win the Champions League? No. Were they going to get the quarters? Probably. Mm-hmm. Were they going to semis? More likely, a no. Probably not. So well, they could knock someone big out, though. Yes, they could, but more likely than not, they were not going to get. At most, I could see semis. Here, it's pretty much for me personally. They got to win this whole thing. I see. I'm on five thirty-eight right now. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Okay. Um, they do like uh, probabilities of each team winning stuff every game. They have Porto, eleven percent chance of winning. RB okay. Leipzig, RB Leipzig in second. At nine percent chance, Atalanta to win Europa. Um, so Atalanta just got rid of their best player. Atalanta in third with a nine percent chance. Uh, Sevilla tied nine percent. Leverkusen eight percent. Barcelona eight percent. So Barca comes in in sixth in this ranking. Yeah, that's disgusting. With Napoli right behind them, and right now they're saying Barcelona won't make the round of sixteen. They have a 47% chance of making it. Which is right there. Which is right there. It is right there. but It's pretty much a, a coin flip, but close. Christ. Very close. Um, oh, no. Another team is not going to make it, though. Dortmund, bro. They could kiss a goodbye. They could kiss Holland goodbye, bro. <laughs> like, I, like, they were saying that there was a... There was the, the 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 sporting director for Dorman wants to renew the contract, like only for one more year, and I think up the release clause. And I'm like, bro, he's not signing. No way. At this point, he has. It's time for him to go. He needs to. Yeah, it's time. To go. He needs to bowl. Him and Mbappe are going to take the next step. You know, Mbappe is kind of already at that step, but both of them moving together this summer, it's going to link them forever. You know. What big club would Mbappe is going to go to Madrid, but 
what, where Holland goes, they're going to be linked forever. And if he goes to Barcelona, they're really going to be linked forever. Um, yeah, 4-2 to Rangers, not not expected at all. You would think Dortmund would win that game. Even without Holland, you would think Dortmund would I mean, not lose 4-2. Yeah, not, yeah, give up four goals to a Scottish team at home. No, nope. Rangers were home. Oh, they were? I thought yeah, they were Rangers. home. No, Rangers were home. No, are you sure? They're yeah, playing. Rangers. No, Rangers. Dorman was home. Oh, no. Dorman was home, bro. Oh, wow. Exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's Daniel Mallon started. Bellingham started. Gio Reyna had a little a camo for, for a half. Bad. That's crazy. Boy, yeah, they're, they're bad. Not. They're done. Yeah, bro. Wow. Well, we'll see what all these teams do in three weeks' time. Who's going to advance? Um, I know oh, City come will. come on. Major props to Sheriff, bro. There's a oh, new yeah. Sheriff in town. Sheriff. New Sheriff in town. Sorry. Uh, 2 nothing win over Braga. That is big. And we thought, you know, Sheriff was a team we thought was going to just come in fourth in their group. They came in third. They're making it here. It look, looks like they could advance. To the to the 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 round of sixteen for next round, um, great stuff for Sheriff. I, I want to see them go all the way. I don't think it's going to be likely, but they've they've been good. You know, they got that victory against Real Madrid. They're having a big big season this year, so good for Sheriff, man. Yes, big shout out. I hope I hope they get um. Let's see. Oh, wait, let me. Look. I'm looking at the winners. I hope they either get Sparta, Sparta Moscow. Frankfurt, I think they could beat Frankfurt. Maybe Monaco, sprinkle some Monaco in there. They beat Real Madrid, oh, bro. They could beat anybody. Or Red Star. Dude, as long as they don't get West Ham, Leverkusen, or Lyon next round, dude, they could get to the quarterfinals easily. That'd be crazy. That'd be big for them. Moldovan football, baby. Let's go. On the up and up. I mean, you know a Peruvian player plays on share? Who? I don't know who. He's not on this national team, but he's, uh, I think he's the center back. That's funny. Hey, He's making his country proud. Hell yeah, baby. We'll see where all these teams are in 15 days this time. A little less than 15 days. No, what is it? 22 days. Sorry. A little less than 22 days. Three no, weeks. this one is next week. Oh, yeah, because they got to be back in time. for the, Yeah, okay. this one's next yeah. week. So Europa, we'll find out a lot sooner. Champions League, we still got to wait a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Europa is next week. By that time, we're going to have a, a bunch of completely different conversations with all these yeah. teams. Yeah, Europa is next week because then – the round of 16 is played when the in the two weeks where they have the second leg of the Champions League. Yeah. So it should be fun time. And thanks for guys for listening to the weekend week roundup. I want to do ball and door bets, but I have to get something off my chest. Um, Lewis, I don't know if you're following on Twitter, but finally, it's pretty much all these leaks and all this shit talking behind to the to the press about Man United is pretty much come to a halt. And I don't know. I don't think uh, this one man is all to blame, but he pretty much is the biggest uh, biggest talking point. So people haven't heard, people haven't seen Twitter. It's okay. Uh, pretty much, uh, the talking point today is Harry Maguire is going to get stripped of the captain army, captain's army. 
Now, to start off, I've said this for a million times. I've said this for like months. I said it when he became captain. Louis, you could back me up. He should have never been captain. He did. He did say this. Okay. That's number one. I've heard so many people come out on Twitter saying the same thing, which is amazing. I, I like that even though they wouldn't put so much of the blame like I did myself in prior games and prior seasons, uh, they, they still called it how it was. And I just kind of want to pat myself on the back, me and Edwin, if Edwin was here, because me and me and him um, were pretty much right about everything. We always kept talking about how I always bring up, I don't know how he's the captain. How could you respect him? And Edwin would question us, hey, the same thing. And it turns out it's fucking true. Ragnick went to Ronaldo. And uh, before people think like, oh, Ronaldo's a scumbag. So Ronaldo backed Maguire as being the captain. Ragnick goes to Ronaldo to tell him, I need you to, uh, to teach the young kids uh, to, to pretty much mentor them. Maguire gets pissed. Maguire, Maguire is a little butthurt because he, he feels that, um, what's it called, that he doesn't, he doesn't have a voice in the locker room. And, and I'm here sitting like, of course he doesn't. <laughs> like, me and Edwin pretty much kind of um, pointed out, like, when you have Ronaldo coming into this team and Rafael Varane coming into this team, two career winners of serious things it's gonna it's like i told you there's a reason why Maguire has never been captain of england no one respects him and it's not to his fault don't get me wrong i'm not trying to and then the worst thing apparently comes out that he's demanding respect oh my god you're such a fucking pussy man stop <laughs> and then so then now the thing is Ragnar's telling him okay we're gonna take the arm man off of you to take the pressure of you which Actually, could be a saving grace because maybe he starts playing well, and then maybe he regains the ca- the, the the armband. But now he's like, no, because he thinks that if he loses it now, he's gonna lose it forever. I'm like, well, if you lose it forever, is a fucking reason, you freaking fridge. Maybe sometimes the fridge doesn't work, and you gotta change it, right? If your fridge ain't working properly, what are you gonna do with it, Louis? What are you gonna, gonna do gonna, with it? You're gonna change your fridge. You're gonna change the fridge. Thank you, God. Oh my God, just give it to Ronnie and call it a day. And then this riff also kind of opens up of if people back um, Maguire after this, um, single them and pretty much tell the board, all right, summer, gone. And I believe it's most of the English players that are behind him, which is ironic, very ironic. And this, I'm going to bring another point that um, that's kind of hilarious. And before I do that, I just want to give a little shout out to Oles Gunnar Solskjaer. This is all your fucking fault. And I know people are like to blame the players uh, because they're like, everyone always says like, now that United are playing like shit, like, oh, Ole was never the problem. It wasn't the only problem, but he's pretty much the cherry on top. He's the one that decided, hey, let's give Maguire the captaincy because, you know, he's an English national, he's a British player and he plays for the England national team. And he's a center back and yada, yada, yada. Bull crap. So thank you, Ole. But finally, we are re-engineering the core of this team. This is, this is how it starts. 
I truly believe now that if McGuire gets shipped with the captain's arm, armband, listen, you said the performance aren't going to be better. I don't know that. You're, you don't know that. Me, personally, I actually do believe McGuire will, should start performing better. If he doesn't, it's a simple answer. You know me? Get him out of there. I don't know if you saw, Bruno posted a freaking Instagram uh, an hour after the the leaks in the media of him getting stripped of the captain's arm man with Baran and, and Bai next to them and be like, oh, I feel safe around them. I'm like, bro, it's a shot. It's a big stray. Big thing, man. Big stray. So, um, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm relieved that they're making this decision. I guess. And, and apparently also, there's been several times where this could have happened. But United was scared of the optics behind stripping someone from the captain's army. I don't know if you saw that, which is I fucking didn't. ridiculous. That is fucking stupid. And that gets me more mad. But damn it, that's why we brought Ragni in to get all that deadwood out. And I'm not saying Sam Maguire, because we might eventually have to, but he does not deserve to be captain. He shouldn't be untouchable on this team. And then to go back to the other point that I want to mention. I don't know if they bought him, but that guy from Monero, Silvino, the guy that City won, did they buy him or did they just give me an offer? The 17-year-old, 18-year-old. I think they're just like building the deal, discussing stuff like that. So I think one of the main things I think I might point out when you guys signed Julian Alvarez was United are so convinced and so uh, they have such this tunnel vision of British players, British players, British players. I'll never forget. I, I forget it was two years ago, but Ole, they asked Ole, what are, you, what are you looking for? We're buying to, we're looking to buy young and British. Bro, West Ham ain't selling you Declan Rice for less than 100. Leeds ain't selling you Calvin Phillips for less than 80. There's more players than, <laughs> there's more players than British players. And there's a reason that they haven't won jack shit in forever. I'm sorry, but you gotta call it how it is. Oh, and then cherry on top today. There's been rumors that Ragnar wants Ten Hag. I've told you I want Ten Hag. And then the first time I've ever seen this kind of rumor from Ten Hag was if Ten Hag was to accept the job, he is going to bring Anthony. Anthony is Brazilian. He is, I believe he's under 21. He plays in Ajax right now. My God, dude. If you just want to look at this YouTube, because I know you've never heard him play or never watched oh, him. I know who Anthony is. Bro. He's crazy. <laughs> he is what fucking they think Brad Marcus Rashford is. Oh, this is my God. you guys to get Pochettino. <sighs> Apparently, Pochettino might get the, the Real job, which is another, another hilarious. So we could talk about another day. But just talk about United. A lot today. A lot of good things coming out of all this mess, which is great. So I hope I hope the Mets continues. Looking at all this just makes me happy that my club is run the way it is and Pep is the way he is, and you know, our players get along very well. Cause that Bruno Stray, crazy stuff. I don't know why he would I don't I feel like that's bad for the dressing room to really, No, it's good. No, that's horrible. No, it's good, bro. I'm because now you got now you got the British guys versus the world. Yeah, like the world, the world always fucking wins. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. All, all, the, what, what good British player that we have right now, Crown? Maybe Sancho, because he's actually playing a little better. Everyone else could get the fuck out of there. I mean, of course, they're not going to, but you know what I mean. No, come on, man. Rashford is your PR merchant, bro. 
Wow, congratulations. You feed kids. Like, you could do that for your, for your, for your entire, like, professional life. Like, I don't know what to tell you. United's in the mud, in the mud. United. Nah, 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 nah. Go, Goldberg said today, this is, this, this, this oh. thing is good because this, this gets rid of, like, the cancers in the locker room. And crazy thing, you know what's crazy? It was never Paul Pogba. Chef's if he stays too. Uh, listen, if he stays, he goes. But it was never his fault. It was he was never the issue. That's all I like to say. Yeah. Pose Mourinho. Pose Mourinho. Mm. Mm. And we're back with the best segment of the show, Ballon d'Or Mets. So this this week had a little midweek action. Didn't do that well. Um, slacked a little. I thought we could have we could have won that Barca bet today, but it happens. We move. We lose. We could lose all the time. Just we always end up winning at the end. Record now is six ten and three, up four point seven eight units. And I have a lot of plays for this weekend. A lot of plays. What do you got for us? Well, let's start off in the Premier League. I got Liverpool to win in a shout-out. Minus 143. They're playing Norwich at 10 on Saturday. Wow. After that display, after that defensive display, there is no way Norwich is scoring. And there's no way they're losing this game. Strong. (laughs) I'm about to put it better. So that minus 143. Book it. Then we got Wolves versus Leicester. Draw plus 230. I'm intrigued of putting Wolves to win, but at the same time, I never go for draws. It's going to be kind of weird to root for this. I, I just feel like this could have been the draw, 1-1, one, 2-2 one, two, two draw. Feel uh, like we, don't talk enough, we haven't talked about enough about Leicester, of how bad they've been this year. Exactly my point. <laughs> but if you think about it, they tend to rescue points more often than not. Like, if they, if they play a bad game, like, if they play a bad team, let's just say they play Burnley, they won't lose, but they'll draw. Right? And, and don't, get, don't you get that impression? I don't know. They've been losing a lot more than been drawing this year. Oh, God. I like the draw. They're, so seven, like they're seven, six, and nine right now in the Premier League. Seven, six, and nine. All right, they're going to draw. Perfect. Wolves, 11, four, and eight. Drawing. Okay. And then we got United versus Leeds. Over two and a half. This is probably going to catch within the first 10 minutes. So Think it's so. minus 155, though. So, so playing the odds here. Yeah, you, Leeds always try to play in par with United. And for some reason, United are like, great. Let's score like seven goals against you. <laughs> Literally every time. All right. And then to cap off the Premier League, we'll have one, one, uh, one parlay. We're going to parlay Aston Villa over one and a half goals against Watford with Barca draw no bed against Valencia plus 155. You said Aston Villa over one and a half goals versus Watford? Yes. That's two goals. They have to score two goals. They don't have to win. They, have to win. they just have to score two goals. I mean, continue in uh, what's-his-face. They seem like uh, a great Jack Ramsey. Up. Yeah, Jack Ramsey. So that could be a good link-up. I could see them both scoring in that game. So that takes you to two. There we go. And, and Barca drawn up, they play Valencia. I just think uh, 
they're gonna bounce back. They're gonna have more intensity than Valencia because they need they they need a result. Yeah. Valencia's not that good this year. You're like, oh, Valencia. I don't and, know, man. You think Barcelona's gonna do something? They just end up drawing. And to stay in um, to stay in La Liga, which I didn't know their odds were so high, but Sevilla plus one twenty five to win against Espanol. Hmm. Espanol sitting in 12th right 13th right now. Yeah. Um, lost three of their last five. Two draws in there. Uh Sevilla not the greatest for me. They only won two of their last five games in the league. Oh, and but they're still second in the league and they're yeah. they're doing better than they are. So I'll give them that. Espanol suck. So I'll take it. And then well, we got the Serbian pack. Three units on this. Dusan Blaovic. To score, oh, <laughs> plus Juventus to win, plus one seventy five. Three who Juventus. Do you, who do Juventus play? Torino. Torino. Mm. So do on the score, Juventus to win. Yep. Yeah, fuck it. Why not, man? That's I'll take those. Three <laughs> Yo, this this certain motherfucker is the reason why I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna bet your old mortgage on him, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to start scoring against the big teams because, but I, I see a trend that he always scores against the not so good teams. Yeah, so we'll we'll take that. And him and Dybala are looking scary, like I said. Well, this ends sadly the best second of the show. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we win some money this week. So, boom! Lots of Champions League action, lots of bets made, and we got a lot of league play in the weekend. Uh, all leagues in play. So, hopefully, it's a fun re- a fun weekend for football. Thank you all for listening.